0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Missing Link in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my ears. You gotta a little deeper. It really ain't that far. Animated movies are dominated by a couple of studios at this time. We've got Disney Animation, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Uh, Frozen 2 coming out later this year. We've got Pixar subset of Disney uh, with Toy Story 4 coming out this year. We had Incredibles 2 last year and um, both of those animation studios easily dominating the market uh, by and large you know, Incredibles 2 was one of the biggest movies last year, uh, Frozen 2 is probably going to be one of the biggest movies this year, so is Toy Story 4, and uh, you know, Coco, Moana, all these movies have been in, in huge, financially speaking, um, and you've got your Sony animation, uh, and, and, and DreamWorks, and uh, nowadays we don't really have a lot of Studio Ghibli anymore, it's kind of in in this weird limbo state, but Studio Ghibli is probably the closest analog to Laika. Uh, they're relatively smaller films uh, that that don't see huge box office numbers. They don't do a, make a lot of money, unfortunately, but they're generally quite strong films. Laika uh, doesn't have a huge track record. It's not. You know, decades and decades long, but they've got Paranorman, they've got Coraline, they've got uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, and it's it's just they've they've been putting out consistently high quality work. Uh, Corpse Bride, uh, the Box Trolls, even uh, Box Trolls, likely uh, the weakest film that they've made so far, and I still think it's a good movie. And so now we have. Missing Link. This is a movie. Uh, it's you know, we've had news about it for a while now. And like most Leica films, I, I'm generally excited to see them. I'm looking forward to them. I love stop motion. I think it's so difficult to do, so challenging, but so rewarding to see because it looks amazing and it holds up so well. Uh you know, looking back at um, you know, the, the nightmare before Christmas and, and how it's you know 20 Four twenty-five years old now, and it's still gorgeous-looking, in my opinion. Uh, and and you know, you have to credit the animation technicians and and the crew behind it who who really put together these magnificent structures and, and models to make it come to life. So, Missing Link, uh, the next stop-motion film, uh, you know, it's it's. Something I, I don't know, I was really excited for Kubo and the Two Strings, and I came out of that movie buzzing, I, w- I really loved it, one of my favorite movies that year uh, and I thought it just, it told a great story beautiful animation, great voice acting um, magic, mystique, it, it really struck a great tone and and had a lot of, uh, was able to do the the Pixar sort of thing of, this is a movie for kids that can be very much enjoyed by adults. And I think Kubo and the Two Strings really encapsulated that quite nicely. Missing Link uh, tries to do the same thing. You know, it's it's a story about a, a world traveler, an adventurer, a discoverer, uh, who who lacks acceptance from his quote-unquote peers. And the opening shot of the film is him... Uh, On on Loch Ness, looking for Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, uh, in order to prove that it's real and uh, show everybody that he has discovered a thing. He has brought this great unknown into the realm of of civilization, of understanding, of knowledge. And uh, things do not quite go well. And he's kind of this laughing stock. And I, this is a character we've seen before, you know, uh, around the world in 80 Days, um, you know, uh, uh, just any, any kind of intellectual character who, who believes something that or, or is, is driving towards something that the vast majority of, of their peers don't agree with or don't believe or don't understand or can't comprehend or are uh, or, or even afraid of, perhaps. Uh, the Lost City of Z took, took this from a very dramatic angle a couple of years ago and, and to great success. Uh, and Missing Link does the same thing. You know, we have Hugh Jackman, voice of Sir Lionel Frost, um, the foremost investigator of myths and monsters. He, uh, after returning home from his successful but uh, unconfirmably unconfirmable uh mission uh to the Loch Ness has a letter waiting for him among many letters that he just happens to pull out from the pack and it's uh inviting him to come meet the legendary Sasquatch Sasquatch missing link Bigfoot you know call it whatever you want um it is, in theory, the or, or proposed at least to be the <clears throat> one of the evolutionary links between humans and animals, uh, uh, apes, monkeys, and he believes this letter because he is a a good-natured, uh, uh, heartfelt adventurer, and the rest of the people around him are dead inside. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh So. I, I, I I'm, I'm on board with this premise I think uh, I, I I like Hugh Jackman in this voice role. I thought he did a fantastic job as Lionel Frost and I think the voices in, in particular across the board were, were very strong. My issue and this this is this is where I think the problems arise missing link, and I think Leica films in general have, in the past, been very accommodating to the older and younger subset of of audience viewers. You look at Paranorman, Box Trolls, Coraline, Kubo—all the protagonists are kids. You look at Corpse Bride, where the characters are not kids, but it's a musical. It it follows with the Tim Burton sensibilities of what he does. Uh, you have um, just a, a different aesthetic, a different um, depiction of, of the world. And then you come to Missing Link, and the disparity here none of the characters in this movie are kids, uh, so they don't talk like kids, uh, except potentially Susan, uh, Zach Galafinakis' Missing Link, the main character, the, the titular character. Who, who sort of talks like a kid, but not really, it is more of a Drax literal character than anything else. And it, it doesn't quite work that well as a kid slash adult movie. And I think if it wasn't trying to sort of, Punch down, aim at kids with what it was, how it was written, I think it would be such a better film. And I think, and the problem is, you can re- can't really make an animated movie right now without making it kid friendly. You know, it, it, you know, we, the Simpsons movie, you know, hit teenagers, I guess, but that was 10 years ago, not 11, 12 years ago now. Uh, you know, we, we, this is, also, you know, it's it's not an established IP. This isn't South Park. Uh, you know, you can't bank on that audience base. This is a animated movie that, from a studio that, while putting out great animated films, has not seen anywhere near the level of financial success as Disney or Pixar or Sony, and that's a big deal because this is a painstaking process. I'm sure it requires a lot, a lot, a lot of man hours. You cannot just crank stop-motion films out and you can tell looking at missing link the animation is gorgeous the character models the the fur the hair the locations are immense and massive and it looks stellar and yet this is a movie that is not going to be incredibly successful financially and the best way for an animated movie to expand its base is to play to kids if I mean you have to right and missing link does that and I think all that serves to do is is really just distort the film and I, it distills it out of being this this nice tight well-written story and it it just inserts all these bad jokes and and poorly written, humorous humorous scenes and gags that I I just didn't find funny I didn't need they just took me out of the movie It, it slows the movie down it ruins the pacing and kills momentum and all this that and the other which is a shame because I do think at the heart of this movie there's a really strong message there's a really strong story uh there's a very deep and and important message in here about acceptance and and you know, knowing who your real friends are, and and respecting other people who don't look like you, don't act like you, don't talk like you, don't whatever. And and I I, I love it for that. I think there's great parallels being drawn between uh, Lionel Frost and Susan Link. I think there there's a lot of good stuff happening around Zoe Saldana's character, uh, Adeline Fortnite there's, you know, the, the the fascination of the Sasquatch, as well as the Yeti involved in this movie, you know, that's exciting, that's thrilling, and it, and it does it such a great way that it's a shame, and it's really disappointing for me that every once in a while, you would just have Susan misinterpret what somebody else said, because... She thinks he thinks too literally. Uh, every once in a while, you would have um, Lionel Frost, you know, just just it, it just the 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 humor, you know. He he makes puns, uh, you know. He's he a couple of times throughout the film, he makes puns, and this and the just the movie just stops. For like twenty seconds, as he laughs about it, as if you have to have that additional moment of "Do you get it?" Because y- you get it, and we don't need that. Uh, and and you know, I think that that's playing to a much younger audience than it needs to. You know, I, this is a movie that, as as <laughs> as young as you want to play it, you know, a five-year-old I don't think is going to really care about this movie. Seven, eight, maybe, but you—you you gotta, you know. There, there's just not a lot in this for kids, and and the parts that are obviously written with kids in mind, hurt it, damage it. You know, there's a, not not to get into any spoilers, so, um, just a lot of the physical humor that they do with, with Susan is you know, hitting his head against like four lights and uh hanging lights in a row, or it just, it just, it felt unnecessary, and I think it's a shame. That's, that's kind of where I'm at in that regard. That said, that said, let's, let's get into the positives. Let's get into the positives. Uh The voice, voice cast, Hugh Jackman, Lionel Frost, again, I think, Probably the best voice performance in the movie. Uh, Zach Galifianakis as Susan. I thought was great. Uh, Zoe Saldana as Adelina. I like her too. Stephen Fry is in here as Piggott Dunsby. Great, great, but awful name. Uh, that I... I uh, you know, he's he's a very stereotypical villain. And... Uh, whatever. I guess. You know, he, he doesn't really embody any unique traits that I could tell uh Emma Thompson plays the voice of the elder and I loved her in this I thought she did a great job uh her character isn't in the movie for too long but leaves a very lasting impression and uh you really feel I I think Emma Thompson was just the perfect choice for that role uh Timothy Oliphant as Willard Stank Stank another great name uh I liked him. Him. Um, he pops up throughout the film. He is a an antagonist to our our wayfaring adventurers, and his inclusion is what is one of the bigger reasons why I think this movie had a lot more potential if it didn't worry about aiming for kids. You know, I think preteens. Uh, Would have been like the lowest I would have shot for. Maybe focus on you know like the ten to twenty age range, and I think you give Stank a little more agency, you give him a little more leeway, and um, maybe make his character a little better written because he is a lot, as he is very one note. And when he's in on in the frame, you know exactly what he's there for and what his motivations are. I think, but but I think like just having him in this movie as in the role that he's in is kind of um it's really tough to write this character in a way that comes across as true to what he is without elevating this movie you know closer and closer and closer to a pg-13 rating and that's that's a delicate balance you know that's a delicate balance I, think, I didn't even recognize Timothy Olyphant's voice uh, until I saw... As soon as I saw his name in the credits, I... Oh, it was, it, was, it was very obvious, but then I was like... But as he was... I kept trying to pinpoint who it was, and I could not do it. Uh, Matt Lucas as Mr. Colick, um, who is, I believe, Lord Piggott Dunsby's right-hand man and manservant slash stenographer slash note-taker, whatever... Uh, it was fine. It was just fine. Um, so I really like this voice cast. I think they do a great job. I think the writing and the 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 tonal inconsistencies are what prevent this from being a, a top Leica film for me or a top animated film for me. You know, it, it looks gorgeous. It, it really does have that going for it. And I think... There's a lot to enjoy about this film, um, but it, it does kind of fall short in that it, it just it spends a lot of time, wastes a lot of time in a in a 90-minute movie, uh, stretching it out by by inserting all these bad, you know, kindergarten-level jokes, and. You know, one or two of those, whatever, that's fine. You know, obviously this Susan is, is. you know, he, he's an, he can be whatever they want him to be. We've never, there isn't a Sasquatch. We don't know if a Sasquatch could talk, what it would say, or, or what it would act like, or how it would have lived, or what it would want, or, you know, any of these things. So they could have made him however they wanted. And even the characterization they gave him could have been... Fine, but it just—it just too often. You know, he—he he obviously has a high level of intelligence. He, but but we also get to see him, you know, dumbfounded way more than is necessary, and I think like he is—he is definitely the analog, the kid analog of this movie, and yeah. I don't know, like I don't he's not really even the main character. The Lionel Frost is the main character, and the movie's half trying to be through Lionel's eyes and half trying to be through Susan's, and I, I get that and I understand the reasoning behind that. I just think they, they don't quite succeed uh, as well as I uh, they expected to. I think we should have seen more from Adelina, Zoe Sadana's character. I really liked her. Uh, there's a moment where uh, Susan is carrying her, and Stank is is after everybody, and he points them out to a group of people, and oh, what does he say? Uh, there's a scary monster, or something, something, he says something about a scary monster, you know, kidnapping a helpless woman, and the camera cuts in close to Susan's face, and he says, Scary? Because, you know, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He just saved her. And then it cuts over to Adelina's face. And she goes, helpless? And I loved that. I thought that was great. That was maybe my favorite favorite moment. And it, it really does... Like In that one shot, you get so much characterization of all three of these characters. Where they fit in into this movie. What... Kind of drives them. What their point is. What what and 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 yet, like if if it man like that moment is such so promising, you know, taken on its own, and then there are definitely other great moments in this movie. But I, I think too many of them, uh, or or rather too many moments uh, that aren't great are aren't are are actually bad. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, yeah, Missing Link. So I'm trying to think uh, this whole time in the back of my head, I'm trying to think like where this falls this year as far as an animated film goes. And again, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. It is definitely not a bad movie. It has bad elements, but that is not, you know, the proverbial nail in the coffin. And we've got this is the third big quote unquote big animated film we've got this year. fourth I guess if you include Wonder Park fourth big animated movie it's well way ahead of Wonder Park that was garbage um, but the question is how does it stack up against how to train your dragon how does it stack up against the Lego movie too and I think you know this is definitely going to differ depending on who you ask I know people who think how to train your dragon is far superior to Lego movie I know people who think vice versa I know people who like Wonder Park and I think How To Train Your Dragon and Lego Movie are fairly close overall. I I do give the edge to How To Train Your Dragon. I think it looks a lot better. I think it has a much better score. I I think the voice acting is a little bit stronger. Um, And the storytelling, I think, is a a touch stronger as well. But Missing Link um, has great animation. I would say definitely better than Lego Movie 2. Um, it's very, it's so different from both of these other styles. All three of these have such distinct animation styles. It's tough to say how closely it comes to How to Train Your Dragon, if it, or if it surpasses it, honestly. I think the voice acting in Missing Link is fantastic. Uh, I think some of the writing is great. I think the themes that it plays with are strong. I think some of the... You know, moments like the one I mentioned are good But there are a lot that aren't Um, Just, But I I think Lego Movie 2 is very similar in that way Uh, And How to Train Your Dragon I think the themes in How to Train Your Dragon Are the ones that are a little shakier Whereas the individual moments are very strong And So, I don't know I, I think it's a solid, decent movie I, I'm thinking a high 60s score, which would put it just above Lego Movie and just below How to Train Your Dragon. But, I don't know. I might need to sit with it a little longer and deliberate a little more. But I, that's where I'm headed. Um, a very, very high 3 out of 5 star rating. Um, hmm. That's what I'm working with, that's what I'm working with. Uh, relative to other Leica films, um, that would you know, put it definitely well behind Coraline, well behind Kubo, Corpse Bride. Um, I would put it on par with like the Box Trolls. I haven't seen the Box Trolls in a while, so I, I don't know if I should be uh, disparaging them so quickly. but. It definitely puts it at the bottom end of uh, the Leica oeuvre, as it were. And I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. I don't know. I just... I didn't have a big reaction to much in this movie. The, you know, the I didn't laugh much. I, I didn't find it... You know, I saw a lot of the gags coming. Uh, there were moments where I was just like, what? Why does... Why does that happen? Uh, there's a moment where Stank is is in pursuit of Lionel Frost and his and, and the rest of them. And he's got like a telescope in the distance kind of thing going. And, you know, we see the camera shows Lionel Frost and the party. Then zooms out in, into the telescope and then turn, spins around to show us Stank looking through the telescope. Nice. I'm fine with that and he's like perched on this the shoulder of a statue and he kind of drops the scope that he's looking through or, or the telescope and he yeah and he turns to the side and it's like he just noticed that he was on a statue uh, i mean why i don't that doesn't make any sense i don't know i i i thought that was weird. Yeah. I don't know. That enough said. Enough said. I, I again, I, I think Missing Link is a good movie, but it, it definitely is a shaky and tonally disconnected movie at times. Uh, I again, uh, you know, it's I think it's a little too above the over the heads of like the youngest kids that might go see this but you know 8 plus probably can 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 handle it i wouldn't say don't see it i definitely think it's it's worth seeing uh it looks great i think if anything you know the the animation is worth worth it i think the 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 magic of uh, surrounding the sasquatch and and the rest of his kind uh, that that they search for. And, and just like the mystery of, of the world that this movie uh, addresses. A lot of the themes are very strong. I think it's worth seeing for those reasons. Uh, but I wish I could be more excited about it and I'm not. Um, so, Missing Link. Directed by Chris Butler. Who directed Paranorman. That's it. Okay that's Missing Link. That's today's episode. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. I do appreciate it. If you would like to follow me or get in touch, you can find me on Letterboxed at Circle of Film, Twitter at Circle of Film. You can send an email to Film at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, you can like it, subscribe, rate, review, any of those things wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, or you can head over to patreon.com slash circle of film and subscribe for as little as eight cents an episode. If you would like to, uh, find more episodes, most places where podcasts can be found, including iTunes. You can also, uh, head over to Circleoffilm.com, where all the old episodes are waiting, uh, in addition to some top 10 lists, some, some circle of film award lists and, and other things. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And as always have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same, goodnight I know she'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be the same, adieu Nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out What to say Wait a minute Wait a minute Wait a minute So long